It's a good show. I'm Carolyn Kane, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones. To Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries with these fabulous guests, the Essex Green. Hey there. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Siobhan. <laughs> well, let me, you keep doing this. You keep pre-introducing my guests before I say who they are. This, I'm well, learning. Well, it's okay. It's fine. There's no... Did you just hang up? Robocall. Oh, that was the robocall <laughs> hanging up. Okay. Well, we have a guest on the line, also from our, like our last guest, calling us from New York City. Is that correct? Actually, no. I'm in Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. It's a you're a you're in Yinzi Town. I am. I'm just I just learned that term. So, Siobhan, <laughs> you are an author and a friend of this band. And uh, how do you all know each other? How do you know the Essex Green? Well, um, in, in truth, I really mostly know Jeff. Uh, and I was thinking a lot about this. I think I met Jeff uh, through my then boyfriend, now husband, when we all lived in Brooklyn. And I think we met, Je- I met Jeff just about the time that my boyfriend sprung on me the idea of relocating to Pittsburgh. And I was definitely on the fence about it. Um, but when Jeff heard about that, he his eyes lit up and <laughs> he sort of like had the best reaction. Like Pittsburgh is the best place in the world and then shortly thereafter he moved to pittsburgh so um we landed here with like a friend already in town sweet and by the way i i just introduced you as siobhan like you were 
<laughs> I go by share. one name, yeah. No, but it's Siobhan <laughs> Vivian. Yes. As an author, tell us a little bit, What do you have anything new on the horizon, book-wise? Well, I just, I just had a book come out um, earlier this spring. It is my ninth young adult novel, and it's called Stay Sweet. Stay Sweet. And what is yes. the what's the book about? Uh, it is about a all girl run ice cream parlor, and um, a boy who tries to take it over um, over one sort of crazy summer. So it's like love and feminism and kissing, ice cream, you know, all the all the YA essentials. I gotta say, this is a wonderful palate cleanser from our last call, <laughs> which was full of death. I'm gonna take it, take it bright. We got the, we got the world in the palm of our hands here. So, so are are most of your books? Would you say that most of your you consider most of your books like feminist books? Do they yeah, have feminist themes? yeah, they do, they do. I sort of like. Um, my idea is that like I go for the girl who doesn't think that she wants like the feminist book she thinks she might just want the romance and then I sort of slip it in there um, and you know bring that perspective into you know a, a coming of age story got it and was there are there people who like any authors that really inspired you when you were starting out <sighs> The list is long. I'm a big reader, but um, I would say my number one favorite author is actually an adult author. Her name is Melissa Bank, and she writes novels um, that start sort of with a young adult perspective and then track them into adulthood. Um, but she's terrific, and she writes really sort of simple, beautiful stories, um, stories well told. You know, you don't necessarily need bells and whistles or you know a hunger games to grab somebody's attention and uh that was a good lesson to learn from her and well before we got before you came on we were talking about how young adult books they 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 get marketed as young adult books but they could just be called books you, know? you want to know the dirty secret my audience is like 60 percent adult women so i am writing for teenagers in theory, but um, we have a large, large sort of adult female readership who really enjoy reading stories about like what are oftentimes the most formative years in our lives. And um, so, yes, the, the designation of young adult, I like to think, has no bearing on kind of like prose quality or, um, you know, an interesting story. It's not didactic. This is not like the you know, Sweet Valley High books from a million years ago. Young adult right now is like a really, really hot, exciting um, place to be writing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and so how do to you get? Know... On, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no. How, how do you how do you know that your readers are mostly adult women? It's just like um, you know, statistics, a la Barnes and Noble, and then also just like the fan base that um, I'm in touch with. It's often, and it's not even moms, you know, it's often like 20s to 30s to 40s something women um, who just, you know, think a lot about that time in their lives. And actually that has a lot to do with my my oracle question coming up. Oh, great. Well, why don't we just, why don't we just- Nice segue. <laughs> why don't we just get right into it? What, what is yeah. your question for the pop oracle? 
Okay, so my question is, like, I spend almost every day thinking about high school, and a big part of that is thinking about, like, all the boys that I loved who had no idea I existed. And so I want to ask the Oracle, are there boys who think of me? Oh, that's a great question. And what I love about this question, and maybe this is what makes you a, a great writer, is that it is so it's so personal and yet I think everyone who within the sound of our voice can is immediately personalizing this question everyone can think it, it, it this is such a great question so thank you uh, let's uh let's dig into it so now to All engage right. the pop oracle on your behalf I'm gonna spin the wheel of Yay. eight na 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 Oops. Song number three, which is Smith and Oh, Ninth. yeah. Smith and Ninth. At the highest station with the clear view of the bay. I love 
And that was Smith and Ninth. The answer to Siobhan's question, do any <laughs> boys from her school days think of her? Did you just say boy? Did you say boys or did anyone? I said boys. I said boys. Okay. I mean, I'm, I, I might have said anyone, but I was thinking boys. Yes, because <laughs> you're thinking about the boys from your. I mean, your days, yeah, so. you know. Yeah. No, I, I believe me. I, like I said, I, it was really very easy to personalize that. That was a really cool <laughs> little uh, guitar, little wiggly guitar riff at the end. I, I like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, who, who, who authored this song? Oh, it's a Jeff song. Jeff, you want to lean into the mic and tell us a little bit about the background of that song? Hi, Siobhan. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> so um, it's a, this, is a very, this is a Pittsburgh song. It's it's for any city. It's, yeah. It's for any city. I think it's good. It it, it, it underscores her question uh, uh, well because it's about... Um, and, and John Ray actually wrote some lyrics on this, too, because I was oh. struggling with the lyrics... I had an idea for a song that was was gonna. I wanted to write a song that was like kind of like the Human League, like "Don't You Want Me" with like a male, female back and forth. Here's what's happening, but I didn't. You know, I was focusing on the you know the the music and you know the theme, and I knew John would be. So I had the chorus a long, long time ago. It feels like love at Smith and Ninth again because the Smith and Ninth subway stop on the F train. Right near where I used to live. Right. Too. Yeah, and we all used to live over there. And if you're on, when you're on it, it's on a platform above the Gowanus, and you can see 360, and you're looking at Park Slope, the, literally the slope that goes up to the park on one side, and you can see the Statue of Liberty, and you can see New York Harbor and Staten Island, and you can see the whole city behind you. It's a romantic spot, and it's just a fluffy, romantic bubblegum number, you know? That's all it is. So I think it's good. It answers your question. Yes. Oh, it yes. definitely answers my question, especially because I grew up in North Jersey, a stone's throw from the Statue of Liberty. And um, so I'm imagining myself in my adult life, looking back at Jersey, thinking nostalgically about the boys I loved. Did anyone love me? I mean, it's it's a question unanswered but uh i think i I think the oracle nailed this one i can if i can give you some insight into the mind of a 13 year old boy (laughs) we thought of everyone well okay let's yes and we let's go up to 16 then i want like a little bit more depth of feeling not just like we'll track them right there we're gonna find these guys out we're gonna track them down even at 16 there's still that sense of like (laughs) <laughs> if you know if anyone sort of like smiled at me in the way that was like you know that in just a way that said hey i like you i you know it would have melted my okay. nerdy heart you know, right. i think there was a you know i just I, I think that that's why i think it's so great about this question is because we all know how much we pined but we had the but there's always there's that feeling of like well we're invisible we're invisibly pining for others who just don't even know we exist and if they do they would be like ugh you know look I think you need to pick up a young adult novel because you are clearly vibing on (laughs) like fundamentals of uh, of that story so I think I think um, not only did the oracle answer my question but I feel like maybe I gained a new reader in you 
I think so. I think so. <laughs> now, yeah, I'm, I, I, any, I'm sure that, like I said, any of the, any of these, these young feminist girls that uh, you write about would have been great girlfriends for me. <laughs> I'm curious, were any of these boys named Smith? No, I mean that's definitely like a young adult novel name. Like a young adult novel, cute boy first name, but no one in real life is well, like. I'm, I was you thinking know. more like a last name Smith. Everybody. Oh, has that. oh. <laughs> I mean, I knew a Smith. He was not one that I was pining after, but perhaps he maybe, was pining after you. Maybe a candle is lit somewhere for me. And who knows? <laughs> and was is it possible? Are we talking? You said sixteen. That's a little bit late. But ninth. I'm thinking of ninth grade. Smith and Ninth is what it would. So I was thinking, oh, well, yeah, okay. maybe there was a Smith in Ninth grade. That he is... was a he was a year older. Um, he was a year older. He was also Just... dating a very good friend of mine. So who who is to say really? Who knows? Well, uh, there might have there might have been a a scant glance. Who knows? Well, well, you know, I mean, do you uh, now? Do you want to find? I know you're, you're no. curious about this, but if <laughs> if this comes out. And no, no. somewhere down the line, someone reaches out to you on the book of face and says, hey, I no, was no, no, you don't want that. No, it's better. in it's better in the memory It's better in the heart. <laughs> I don't want the, the real life version. <laughs> now, Jeff, you had something you wanted to contribute. Uh, I was just going to say it. I remember in seventh grade, Smith was the most popular name in North America. It's the most popular last name. Well, in America. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so that your the chances are good for the or you and the oracle. Were you into the Smiths? <laughs> Me? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was definitely like brooding, you know, North Jersey teen, you know, taking the one ninety bus to go buy like Bratmobile CDs, you know, after school. Um, anything that was like moody, <laughs> I was a big fan of. Cool. Well, you know, I, I, I live in Olympia, Washington, the home of a lot of that, uh, a lot oh of that gosh. music. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made a pilgrimage to Olympia? No, I really would like to. I, I've gone so far as I've been to Seattle on tour a few times and I'm always like, you know, my like favorite, favorite, favorite all-time band from high school was Beat Happening, and you know I I dream of one day sort of going back, making the pilgrimage, and feeling all those feels. Maybe running into Calvin Johnson. That would be lovely. At a local that record would be store. lovely. Yeah, that would be great. I think I was speaking of that. We were we were talking earlier about how Sasha lives in Missoula and uh, my friend Chris Sand is the manager of their one of their local theaters the Roxy and he just this week had Calvin Johnson there playing music so well, no, I think it was like the show already happened it's coming up I thought I saw pictures of it I've been known to be wrong but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was this week. I thought it was a couple of days from now. Well, the point is that Calvin Johnson's very much out there playing He's music. He's still doing stuff. Yeah, so you could, you know, he might even come to your area and you could have those feels. But Olympia's changed a lot, but there's still probably some a whiff of whatever it was that that spoke to you in your 
New Jersey, North New Jersey. <laughs> what, where in North New? What is North New Jersey? Where were you? Um, I was in parking lot C of Giant Stadium. I was born in the swampy reeds of the Meadowlands. Um, <laughs> really like dirty Jersey. <laughs> I really I want to read your books. I like the way you, I like the way you talk. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, we should we should probably mosey on here, but tell us one more time your your latest book is. It's called "Stay Sweet." Stay sweet. My feminist masterpiece, wrapped up in like the most delicious summer ice cream cone. I love it. <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners will too. So, uh, well, thank you. It's great to get hey, to know bye, you. Hey, bye, Screen. Bye, Shavon. Bye, Shavon. Thanks. I love the new record. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.